Welcome to Association Rockstars, where we hear about the journey and insights of some amazing association executives and partners who are building the association industry of tomorrow. I'm your host, Lowell Applebaum, CEO and Strategy Catalyst at Vistacova. I'm partnering with organizations on strategy facilitation. And with me today, I'm happy to have Michelle Mills Clement, FASAE, CAE, RCE, CEO of the Chicago Association of Realtors, uh, acronym extraordinaire. <laughs> as we jump in, we'll hear more about Michelle. Michelle, we're so happy to have you with us today. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for having me, Lo. Appreciate it. So we like to start that we think that as we're highlighting rock stars, that everybody has superpowers. Talk with my kids about it all the time. These things, these skill sets we have that make us superhuman and the jobs we do and the careers that we pay, that we path in front of us. And so I'm curious, as you think about it, perhaps what one of your superpowers are. I think my superpower is the ability to connect with people. Um, and I say that because I think I know how to, I don't want to say read where people are, but um, I feel like I can read their mind. Not all the time. Sometimes I feel like I have a, a pretty good intuition of um, what's going on around me and, and people. Um, and that's something that I've just kind of innately had for some time. Um, doing a little bit of work in politics, I think it's necessary. You kind of watch people's angles are. Yeah. And then associations, I mean, it that's key. You know, you're interacting with members, you're interacting with staff, you're interacting with colleagues. And so just really understanding uh, where people are and being able to connect with them where they are has been a superpower of mine. I think I can find some commonality with anybody from, you know, our security guard who's here to some of the cleaning staff all the way up to, you know, the national CEO. So I think I really can connect that way. Do you find that you've had experiences along your association journey that have heightened that power that, you know, that you've found refined because of the volunteers you've worked with or the staff that you've had to work with? Yeah, I think I came from, so I started as a senior manager before, that's a job right before I moved into the C-suite. Yeah. And so I think because I wasn't that far removed um, from some of that mid-management level, that has peaked it. So when I sit in this role as a CEO, I feel as though I can understand where some of the staff are that might be in that mid-career or even that entry-level career, because it wasn't that long ago that I was there. And I remember what I wanted and what I was thinking. And so when I interact with you know, the team, that's kind of where my mindset goes. Um, from a volunteer side, I've been a member of associations and I remember, you know what I mean, wanting right. to get me involved. So when I see that new member, I have that same kind of sense of what's your involvement level. You're probably a little uncomfortable because you haven't been here. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So I think I try to uh, disconnect uh, personally. I like from that reflection, your own sort of association path and journey. You know, as, yeah. as you think about that journey that you've had, was there a point where this became something that was a job and just an organization to you actually realizing that you'd like found a good fit or your professional home? Yeah, I, I remember it clearly. Um, I was working for Smith Buckland, uh, which is an association management company here in Chicago. And I had started working for them. Um, my previous role was with the Muscular Dystrophy Association. Um, I got into a car accident. And so I wasn't able to be as mobile and now in the field, I was doing fundraising work. So I had to find something that was stationary. Um, yeah. 
And so I fell back on my communications degree and was just looking for marketing jobs. And I ended up getting an interview at Smith Buckland. I didn't understand that it was an association management company. I didn't even understand what association was. I just knew I was working in nonprofits. I worked for the Boy Scouts and you know muscular dystrophy. So I just kind of went that round. And it wasn't until the interview when I started to understand, okay, this is an organization with a bunch of nonprofits. Okay, makes sense um, a little bit. So I did that for a while. And I remember going into the office every day and it's in a big, you know, downtown Chicago office building at the time, 401 North Michigan. And they had uh, the placard outside the elevator banks that said, you know, Smith Buckland. So you knew that that was their side of the elevator. Sure. But it said um, where associations grow. And I remember I kept seeing that every day, walking in, walking in. And it was one day it just kind of clicked. Like, we are the ones that help these associations essentially grow and do better and, and perform. And it was all about excellence, like delivering the best service possible. And that's when I think for me, it started to click. Like I am really impacting how an organization grows. And as a result, how that industry grows. And as a result, how that member grows. And so it just, every time I would see that sign going into yeah. elevators, it just clicked more and more. And that's when I really made that commitment to say, you know what, let me figure out what this is first and foremost and, and dive all in. So that's when, that's when I noticed it for myself. It'd be uh, great if we can get little placards like that and send it to all the uh, level managers or associates yeah. or those coming in that don't realize it yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just curious, do you, do you feel like there's anything that we could be doing to help those that are within our field that don't yet recognize they're actually on a professional journey, like that they are an association mm-hmm. professional uh, without us installing placards at elevator banks throughout right. the country where we have live offices? Uh, well, how do you think we raise the profile of the association industry itself so people realize they're on the journey? I think it's the responsibility of those of us that do understand it. Um, I speak largely about my involvement with ASAE, with Association Forum, and about associations in general, um, with the staff team here at Chicago Association of Realtors, at my previous um, role with the Commercial Brokers Association, nobody was a member of ASAE, nobody had a CAE, nobody really understood association work. Um, Especially on the West Coast, the industry you worked in or the industry the association represented, that's the industry you were in. So everybody came into like, I work in real estate. Even when I was interviewing the search committee is like, what's this association stuff? Uh, You work for a real estate association. So having that dialogue um, was important. So I talked to the staff about, this is what association management is. You don't work in real estate, sort of, but you really, this is your career path and you can go to any other association in any other industry and likely do just as well. Um, So I started talking more about that. We got a membership with ASAE, got more people involved, talked a lot about the CAE, started to make it a professional development goal for some of the staff team that had been doing this for decades and didn't realize what they were doing. And then at CAR, we've done the same thing. Like we have a full um, ASAE membership. We have association forum membership. Um, I'm the only one um, that came in with the CAE. And now um, Zach Walquist is here and he has this and he's promoting it. So it's not just me, you know, beating this drum. So now we have people that are interested um, in becoming CAEs and are actively working towards it, have applied and are going forward, you know, with the process because now they get it. So I think our responsibility to promote, this is a career choice for you. This is a path. 
you can really do, you know, go far with this role. And so I think if we don't put that message or that bug in the ear or plant the seed, it'll continue to just be something people roll into and don't realize they're doing. Well, I think definitely the journey to getting your CAE, you learn so much along the way and the people that you meet, you have like study buddies along the way as well. Uh, it gives you a different insight of the community. Uh, mm-hmm. And know besides CAE, you have other letters after your name too. Uh, yeah. Tell us, I mean, the, the path, the journey, what it means to be a fellow of ASAE. You know, yeah. I know that that's, that's a unique dynamic as well, a unique perspective, because there aren't that many. You know, right. what, what has that meant for you as like your, your path of association involvement and belonging? That's really been the highlight for me of my association belonging. Um, you know, a lot of people I looked up to in the industry were fellows. You know, I've seen them and from afar, it seemed like, oh, there's a fellows and you'd see them, the new class get announced on stage. And it never really was something that I thought I would be doing um, anytime soon. It was something that I kind of was like, oh, that's aspirational down the road and didn't really think too much of it. But then, you know, I got nominated and it was one of those things where I said, huh, you know, I wonder if, if I'm ready for this, if I've done enough for this. And it was really that moment when I did receive the call that I was selected, that it, it just felt amazing. It just yeah. felt so amazing and just such a highlight to be recognized in the field. I've gotten like so many like thank you cards and posts and I haven't even probably gotten to everybody. So if you're here listening, thank you. Um, but that was just such a an honor, really, just an honor to share those letters with other individuals. Um, and then when I started to meet the other fellows, I realized this is a whole other you know, group of individuals that I probably otherwise wouldn't have really had too much involvement with outside of maybe yeah. in the halls at a, at a convention. And now I was able to sit down and have good dialogues with them, you know, share a drink, share lunch. And that was moving for me because I was able to share my experience, uh, what life is like for me personally and then hear the same from somebody else. So it's really opened up, you know, my cohort of, of people that I can reach out to now. And one of those unex, unexpected, you know, pluses to the whole thing, but it, it's been such an honor. And I, I still feel humbled really by the whole process. So it's a very well-deserved designation and honor for you. Thank you. So what, what occurs to me and how you're describing it, right? Is that part of being a rock star is also surrounding yourself with those that also are making significant efforts on behalf of the industry, right? These are the colleagues and those that you're striving alongside. How, as you think about like these many different communities you're a part of that you even just named, you know, Association Forum, ASAE, Fellows, uh, how do, how have you in your path like sought the communities of those that are going to both challenge and inspire and push you to do more? You know, I'm lucky in that I didn't really seek it um, initially. I've learned later now that I'm a little bit further in my career that I need to seek very specific circles um, to push myself. Um, But earlier it was about just wanting to belong, you know? So I was a member of association forum. I wanted to get involved. I wanted to belong, you know? So I would join a SIG, I would volunteer. And then, you know, ASAE, I wanna, you know, I wanna be involved. I'm gonna go to meetings. And then, I remember when I decided to apply for DELP and Diversity Executive Leadership Program, that was along the lines, it's probably the first time I thought about, you know, building a network. 
Um, I was working for Association Forum. And so I had the Chicago Association community pretty locked down. Like I knew everybody, I knew every association, um, but I didn't know people outside of Chicago. And I knew the industry was bigger than that. Um, and so when I applied to Delp, that's kind of what I was looking for. And that community was more than I could have um, ever imagined. They really harness you in and it, it, it became that sense of belonging. Yeah. Because I had been in a situation, I think many, you know, people of color are when you're the only one in the room. And this is a time when I wasn't, you know, and I was one of many. And yeah. I didn't have to say a lot. A lot of people understood where certain, uh, you know, biases we had experienced were there. and We didn't have to break it down. People knew it. And so that felt so just invigorating to be um, around. And then what happened was there were other people I got to meet. Um, a lot of people in my class that, again, probably wouldn't have met. And it gave me a different perspective for the um, LGBTQ, LGBT, I can't talk today, Q community, um, because there were so many similarities and parallels that I just kind of brushed to the side um, as a minority, as a person of color. Yeah. And then having the interactions, it really brought it to light for me. And that's something that I think I would not have had as deep an understanding if it wasn't for Delp. And it brought it beyond, you know, associations. It made it personal. You know, finding, once you get to know a community, once you feel you're a part of a community, you walk in, it's kind of like everyone knows your name. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I always find it interesting when I walk into a community where that isn't the case, where all of a sudden, I don't know everyone I'm yeah. seeing, right? It's, it's like, oh yeah, like this, this happened once upon a time. Like I've met people beyond then. Mm -hmm. uh, I know I've, I've, I've played a little game of like, okay, how do I get to know people in this community and try different ways of like, who's like tweeting on social media or like, who's like in the program guide. Mm -hmm. When you're walking into a, a new community with all these different organizations, how do you approach starting to get to know others that are there that you may not know? So when we moved to Seattle, my family and I uprooted from Chicago to Seattle Anybody that knows me knows I left kicking and screaming. I did not want to leave Chicago. I never intended to leave Chicago, let alone go to Seattle. Like I didn't, yeah. I had no idea where it even was to be frank. But um, that has kind of been my lesson. We moved to Seattle, we didn't know anybody. We had no family, no friends, nothing. And it was almost like you were dating friends, you know, trying to find some people and connections. And we ended up joining a meetup group. And that's kind of how we, we went nice. to one event. Nobody showed up, but one person ended up hitting it off with that person. His wife came, hit it off with her. Next thing you know, they're at our wedding. So it can work. But what it kind of taught me was that, you know, it's okay to be direct and say, you know, hey, I don't have any friends. We just moved here. Do you want to be my friend? Check yes right. or no. But I've started to do that in these communities that I'm in now. When I walk in a room, there's people I don't know. It's no longer weird just to walk up and say, hey, you know, I'm Michelle. I'm the CEO of Chicago Association of Realtors. And what do you do? Oh, I would love to get together uh, for coffee or can I get your card or whatever and reach back out and connect with people. Um, I've done that a lot. And yeah. I don't think I would have had that comfort level if I hadn't had to date friends as an adult um, when we were in Seattle. I appreciate you swiping left on being on this yeah, conversation, I, was I guess. That. I don't know about the swiping. I don't know. About I, don't, I, don't, I don't know which way to swipe either. So that's all right. But whichever it was, I'm happy that you did. Yeah. Uh, you know, but what you're identifying is really, I think, a leadership quality, right? Of being willing to like put yourself forward and welcome others. 
Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, as you think about our community, if you think about our profession, anything else as you think about the future that those that are aspiring to be a rock star someday, like to, to have these communities, then in terms of like developing leadership qualities, what do you, what do you think is needed for the leaders of our community for tomorrow? I'm really believing in authenticity. I think um, there was a time when you came up and you couldn't bring, you know, your home self to work and you had to be very polished and you, you couldn't, you know, show too much emotion. You couldn't be vulnerable. Um, and even when I went into my first CEO role, I had some people coach me more or less to pull back a little bit. You know what I mean? That mm -hmm. to keep that hierarchical, you know, you're at the top, you know, and yeah. you're at the bottom approach. Um, and I just went against that because my gut just didn't feel it. You know, I remember not liking that when I was, uh, you know, in, the, in those other positions. And so that has actually been successful for me connecting with, um, with teams, with um, volunteers, with members, just across the board. And I think any leader coming in, I'm not saying you got to come in and, you know, lay everything on the table, but there is some level of vulnerability authenticity and empathy um, yeah. that you need um, to bring and to connect with with people that you're interacting with in order a for them to trust you you yeah. know what I mean and then b for them to really believe okay you you can lead this organization or you can lead this association whatever it is uh, with your whole heart and and be present and it isn't just a paycheck for you I like the balance of the vulnerability and empathy that leads to a professional intimacy of connection. Yes. I mean, that's yes. how you start in terms of how you relate to your members and the positions you've pursued. Uh, time's getting short, so just I, one or two things I wanna ask, which is you're part of all these different communities now, and certainly you see those coming up behind you. Do you think about any diamonds in the rough that you've seen, right? Those that you're like, mm -hmm. yeah, you're gonna be a fellow someday, or like, yes, yeah. you should be part of Delp, right? Or yes, you should be in the leadership. Anything when you meet someone, you're like, oh, this is someone who like has the path to walk mm -hmm. that stands out to you as like an indicator. Like what is a quality of like the, these future Diamonds in the Rough Association rock stars in the making that like jumps out at you? It's usually just that it's just that it factor. Yeah. Somebody just has that it factor and they just it's not that they can command a room or they did this or that. It's just something about them. And that's where I go back to that superpower, you know, yes. what I mean? something that I just hone in on, like, mm, there's something about you and you're going to be great. Like you're going to shine. And I think back to if people didn't look at me and push me out there and put me in positions, which I was terrified to do, I never would be where I am today. So when I see other people that have that, that it, that need that little push, you know, yeah. I'll push, I won't push you off the ledge, but I'll push. You know, because I think it's it's just something there, and and you know it. It's just like some politicians and some celebrities and people that you know they're going to be faint. You can just tell there's just something there, and it's not a specific trait. It's not their great public speaker, and they speak so well. It's none of that. It's just that it factor. Yeah. So I I think as we as our time comes to a close, you know, I would just ask one last thing, which is, you know, as you think about our other rock star colleagues out there, mm -hmm. any sign of final closing thought or a guiding thought that helps you stay to your true north, you know, as you continue to demonstrate leadership and authenticity in our industry that others uh, should think about along their own journey as well. I think knowing your own personal values, 
Um, know what is important to you and what you won't compromise on. And that will overlap in your work and your association work some way, shape or form. You'll be faced with a situation which may compromise that. And it doesn't mean that you have to go full throttle against it, but how you respond to it, I think is important, but you have to be solid in your personal values and solid in your personal beliefs um, before you get into a situation where you have to choose which direction do I wanna go? And I think um, for me, my current role here with the Chicago Realtors, there is a, a very hairy past that this association has in uh, racial segregation in the city. And that is not a value of mine. I was a product of that. Um, it's not something that I would openly run to, but because I knew uh, what my values were and because I knew um, how much I valued diversity, how much I value equity, that if I came into this role, I can be honest and vulnerable and, you know, sincere about that. And if I got that back in return, I could take this role and be confident that we can make some changes here. And that's what we've been doing. And so because I had those values going into it, I was able to not walk away from an opportunity. And I was also able to embrace an opportunity that I truly believe only I could have come in and really addressed it the way I've been able to at this time. Well, certainly your values come out and not just your actions, but also how you speak about your philosophy and your approach. And uh, as the one of the rock stars of our industry, I appreciate you sharing some of those thoughts with us today. Thank you. Thank you all. Appreciate being asked. I want to also just give a quick shout out to Amy Hager, who's been engaging with you all in the comments and uh, helping to produce Association of Rockstars. And then most of all, thanks to everyone who's listening to this and for joining us. And feel free to post any questions or ideas in the comments. We'll continue to build successes going forward. Until next time, Association Rock On. Mm -hmm.